This is Sarah Reinhardt, and you're listening to The Catholic Foodie with Jeff Young and, if you're lucky, his wife Char. This is Jeff Young, The Catholic Foodie at catholicfoodie.com, and you're listening to Episode 62 of The Catholic Foodie. Welcome, folks. This is Jeff Young, your host. Welcome to The Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. We're so glad that you are here. Uh, and matter of fact, we are so glad you're here. It's not just me today, but Char is with me. Hey, Char. Hey, everybody. And uh, we've got an exciting show for you today. Uh, we are very fortunate to have uh, Joe Gerard here with us from Ruby.com, and you'll get to meet him in just a few minutes. So we're going to talk about cooking, which I love. We're going to kind of recap our Mardi Gras experience and the uh, the show that I did with Lino Ruli. Uh, we have all this and more on The Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Not bad. That wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Well, we are, as I mentioned, we're very fortunate to have Joe Gerard here on the show with us. Uh, Joe, welcome. Hi there. Thanks for having us. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's our pleasure. Uh, now, Joe is the uh, co-founder of Ruby.com. And uh, our listeners, Joe, may not know what Ruby is. Would you mind uh, explaining to us, uh, kind of in general, what Ruby is all about? Sure. Uh, Ruby is the world's first ever online cooking school, and what we do is we capture a professional cooking school curriculum in high-definition video, and then we deliver it to food lovers around the world that want to learn how to become a better and more confident cook. Wow, that's, love that's, it. Uh, that's awesome. I love that. Uh, when, how long has Ruby been around? Sure. The Ruby Cooking School has been live for about a year and a half. The site itself has been live for about four years. We focused early on on step-by-step video recipe content, and now we're focused on um, primarily skill and tech. Uh, so how do you actually, Joe, how do you actually produce these, these videos? They're, it's online cooking videos. Um, is this all... You, I mean, I'm assuming we have. I haven't asked you this question yet, but I'm assuming that you are a a chef. Um, is this all just one person, a kind of a one person thing, or or what's it like? No, it's actually a, a fairly uh, big team. Um, my background is a professional chef. I've cooked since 1983, and I've worked in restaurants and hotels, and I've been to cooking school. And we work. Um, we partnered about two and a half years ago with a professional cooking school called Northwest Culinary Academy of Vancouver, and we work with their owners and instructors, uh, along with Ruby chefs uh, that are professional cooks as well. And we, I guess, the only difference between what you would get if you paid, you know, thousands of dollars to go to cooking school, and and Ruby is that we break it down into little tiny learning bites, typically eight to fifteen minute lessons as opposed to a whole eight-hour lesson, because who has time for that? So we uh, look at a subject uh, like how to make fresh pasta, and we break it down into a short eight- to 15-minute lesson, and we script it out just like you were producing a film or a television show. We do um, a rehearsal, and then we roll cameras, and we capture it and edit. Every lesson is probably 150 to 200 shots, and we edit that down into a short little concise lesson that delivers exactly what the learner needs and nothing more. And then we have practice exercises, practice recipes, a quiz area where you can test the knowledge that you uh, uh, have learned, and uh, we, we grade that quiz and, and track your progress for you as a, as a student so you can see how you're progressing through the curriculum. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Huh? I like it. <laughs> and as far as like the, the quizzes or the, the testing goes, it's not like a traditional school where you're going to pass or fail. It's really more of a, um, uh, of a, of a self-tracking uh, like your own progress. Is that right? Yeah, we just want people to actually realize, wow, I learned something. And so it's testing that knowledge. It, it, it's an optional quiz, and you can take it. You know, if you, if you don't score well the first time, you can take it. A second or a third time, we don't care. We just want the the learner to to understand the concepts and and to gain that knowledge. So it's it's more of a fun thing. And if you get something wrong, you can actually uh, we'll say that this question was wrong, 
here's the exact spot in the video lesson that you can click back to and watch it again. So it's a great resource. You can go back to over and over again. And are the videos primarily like recipes, or are there different, uh, different types of uh, videos there? So a recipe, we have two sort of sides to the site. One is a step-by-step video recipe side where we'll walk you through. You pick the recipe just like you would on any other site, and we walk you through every single little step from the very first cut to the final plate. And a video lesson is, is quite a bit different. It's not just the sort of step-by-step uh, action. It's more of a it's the how-to and why-tos behind cooking. So, you know, why does chicken stick to the pan? We look at things like um, we teach people how to test for the right pan temperature and how to select the right kinds of cuts of meat for, for braising. And so it's more conceptual, uh, cooking fundamentals, and, and really focuses highly on skill and technique that you can apply in any recipe. So it gives you, like, a really good idea of how food works. Yeah, and I think that's the big difference. When I went to culinary school, they teach skill and technique, and you actually use recipes to practice your skill and technique. And I, it seems that, that most of the offline and online world are really focused on recipes, uh, but you need to have skill and technique to execute recipes. So if a recipe method says brown the chicken, you need to know how to heat the pan, when to add the, the meat, that it should be dry, um, how to adjust the heat when you're browning to get that right color or crust on the meat. So a recipe is filled with terms like brunoise, julienne, chiffonade, brown mix. These are all techniques. All right. So we teach the little techniques that you have better success with your recipes, wherever you get them from, from Ruby or any other site or cookbook. Uh, that's, that's where our focus is. I love it. <laughs> So uh, besides the videos, uh, are there other types of resources there? Well, we have a lot of short uh, tip and technique content, which covers short little techniques or how to buy coconut milk or canned tomatoes. Um, So uh, these are really short 30-second to minute videos. So there's the the step-by-step video recipes, this tip and technique sort of section of the website, and then video lessons. And we have about... Half, right now we have about half of a professional cooking school curriculum live online, and we're releasing new lessons every two to three weeks. Wow, that's impressive. That's very impressive. Uh, you know, the other day, I know you're on Twitter. Uh, it's at Ruby, R-O-U-X-B-E. And uh, on Twitter, I saw someone refer to a blog post over at Ruby.com. So you all have a blog as well, right? We do. We have a blog, that, a community blog for our uh, users. And is that something where uh, uh, people in the program can actually converse with, uh, with chefs? Well, the blog is it, it's like any other blog. You, you can communicate with the, the writers of the articles uh, from our staff. But where in the cooking school, uh, you can, there's a discussion area for every single lesson. So if you're in a pasta lesson, you can ask specific questions to that lesson, and Ruby chefs will answer those questions for premium members. Uh, so it's a great place to, if you're having trouble on any subject matter, that you can ask these uh, very related questions and have chefs respond to you within 24 hours. Now, when I was on the website the other day, I noticed that uh, there's something called Ruby for Life, and uh, I started reading through that. I, I was very impressed by that. Uh, could you tell us a bit about what, what that is? Ruby for Life is our um, it's a program that we set up even before we set up our website, and we donate 10% of all of our member fees, subscription fees, to the UN's World Food Program school feeding program. So, for example, um uh, a $99 membership would we donate $10, which would feed about 40 kids. Uh, we're focused on on school children in developing countries. Uh, we believe in contributing back, but we also believe in sustainability and believe that education is a really important thing. So we've been doing that for the last three years. We fed about just under 130,000 children so wow. far, and uh, nice. pretty exciting. That's incredible. That's it's uh, um, I mean, that, that's a good thing about businesses. I mean, when you see a business 
uh, giving back to the community, trying to do good work, you know, some kind of a charitable thing. That, in my mind, it, it lends a lot of credibility and, uh, and I guess, marketability uh, to, to a business. So I'm, I'm uh, so excited to know about that, not to mention the fact, I mean, this is the, the Catholic foodie, so we're big into, like, you know, charity and <laughs> all that yeah, good Catholic kind of stuff, you know? So fantastic. That's, that is wonderful. And, and you mentioned that um, uh, the monies that are contributed come from, um, uh, is it uh, subscription fees? Is that right? Yeah, so the site, there's a lot of stuff on the, there's a lot of content on the site that's free, so you can access free step-by-step video recipes, uh, and there are probably 300 tip and technique videos that are also free. Uh, the Cooking School Lesson is the premium content on our site, which requires a paid subscription. There are a few free sample lessons that anybody can check out, uh, but the rest of the, the curriculum is a, uh, does require a paid membership, which is as little as $15 a month. Or you can purchase a annual membership for $99 or a lifetime, which is $299 right now. Wow. And that's, that's from what I have seen from this site, it is definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. That's well, great. One of the things that uh, you know, we talked about, uh, the, the fact that Ruby for Life, I'm very impressed with that. And it's, 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 uh, it's charitable work, which is fantastic. But one of the things that I thought about when I first came across Ruby is the fact that you are teaching people, and kind of you know, regular people, not necessarily people who are uh, uh, you know, registered or, or in, a, in a chef's school, a culinary school, in order to be a professional chef, but just myself, any, anybody who wanted to learn how to cook can learn how to cook through Ruby. And what, what I find amazing about that is the fact that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that I talk to with the Catholic foodie who uh, they, they love the idea of cooking, but they just don't know where to begin. And uh, this would be an excellent place for them to go to learn how to cook. Uh, what are some of the reasons that you would uh, see that would, would, that would make people want to check out Ruby? Why, why, why would they want to uh, learn how to cook? I guess that's kind of the question I'm trying to ask in a roundabout yeah. kind of way. I, I think it's it's interesting. You know, I, I do know how to cook, and I. Uh, but at one point in my in my life, I, I didn't know how to cook either, and it's a, it can be a very overwhelming thing. There's just so much information out there, millions of cookbooks, and and everywhere you turn, there are there's just all this information. So so where do you start? And I think that the one thing that people really need to understand is that. Learning a few simple skill uh, skill and technique um, behind cooking can really dramatically improve your cooking ability. So we, we just tend to turn to a recipe and, and hope that it turns out. Um, there's a, a good example that I'll give you um, that might help you and your listeners better understand that. Um, have you ever used one of those GPS units in a car? Yes. So the GPS unit is a, it's sort of a step-by-step. Um, set of instructions to get to a desired end destination, and it's a it's an amazing tool, and you always get to your end destination, and it's it's very much like a recipe. It's that step by step set of instructions. The only problem is that with recipes, most people don't have the skill and technique to execute that step by step instructions. For driving, we all have driving skills. We can brake and turn left and turn right and shoulder check and all the things that. We learn to get our driver's license, but for some reason in cooking, very few people have learned those skill and techniques. So we, we set up a, a curriculum-based learning process where you can start. You don't, have to, you don't have to absorb it all at once. You can just start with knife skills, and then you can learn stocks, and then you can learn soups, and you can just gradually progress and put all the other stuff aside, and we will guide you through that learning process. So it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You can pick an eight-minute lesson and decide, you know, I'm going to take uh, two of the recipes from that lesson, and I'm going to practice these new skills, and I'm going to integrate them into my, my daily cooking uh, regime a couple points throughout the week, and just gradually learn. Just try not to overwhelm yourself. Just We'll break it down in little tiny bites for you. Well, I can definitely attest to that. Um, and the power of those videos to help teach skills. You know, uh, I'm down here in south Louisiana, and we – Often, in a lot of our cooking, we use what we call the Trinity, 
which is onion and celery and bell pepper. And so you have a lot of chopping to do uh, when you prepare a lot of Louisiana recipes. And I saw a video, I looked at one of the videos on ruby.com that talked about the proper method of chopping those vegetables. And I'm telling you, I started to implement that, and it, it increased the, uh, the speed with which I could do the, that. That job is kind of like a, a, a menial, uh, time-consuming part of, of cooking, and I was able to minimize the amount of time I spent doing that, and my wife was very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it also kind of reminds me of that scene from Julia and Julia where she learns how to chop onions, and so she's chopping mm. mountains and mountains of onions. Jeff made a soup. I remember that. That was good. <laughs> he made that was a, a good scene. <laughs> he made a soup the other day. Well, it wasn't supposed to be. It was beans, but he added. He chopped so many peppers and, <laughs> and onions in it. I was like, man, where are the beans in here? <laughs> he got carried away I just with got carried away. that's right i got <laughs> carried away well that is that is really cool so uh joe we talked about the fact that you have these different subscriptions and um is there a way for listeners or readers of the catholic foodie to uh, go to ruby and kind of try it out and see if it's something that would help them learn how to cook yeah so we do have those the the things that i mentioned earlier uh that are free some of the, the recipes and the tip and technique and there's a few free samples of the cooking school but uh, what we've done for the listeners of the Catholic Foodie is we've set up a special web address, a special URL that um, I think uh, uh, we can post on on the Catholic Foodie site, and it's it's basically http colon backslash backslash catholic dot ruby dot com r o u x b e dot com, and if you go click through on that link uh, and sign up you will get a 14-day full-access pass, so you'll be able to explore wow. all of the that's content great. that's premium on the site and the cooking school, and you know maybe just jump into any lesson sort of on demand, whatever, whatever interests you. Maybe it's cooking steaks, making pasta, making soups, and um, you'll have full access for 14 days to check it out. That is great. Thank that you. Is. That's fantastic. Um, I, I wanted to ask, too, and this is just curiosity on my part, where does the name Ruby come from? Good question. We get asked all the time. We we actually uh, Ru R O U X is one of the first things you learn in cooking school. We have it on our site, and it's a it's a transformative formula. It's actually just butter and flour, but it's used to transform a stock into a soup uh, or a sauce. And we wanted to develop Ruby to be your in kitchen friend. So originally it was we wanted to call it R U B Y. It was have sort of a human personality behind it. And, of course, we couldn't get the .com, and we couldn't trademark it because that name was already in use. So we had this culinary play on it and uh, changed it from R-U-B-Y to R-O-U-X-B-E.com. Wow. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, down here, once again, in South Louisiana, we make roux all the time. I'm, I made one just I the other day. Do. Yeah. And Je- maybe you yeah. can learn how to do it without burning your hand. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> the, the splatter, the splatter got me. I, that, that happens from time to time, you know. Uh, wounds. You get wounds in the kitchen. Use it for your gumbo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I made a gumbo the other day. It was, uh, it's, I love doing that. I love, of course, you know, I love being in the kitchen. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, diving into Ruby myself, uh, and hopefully increase my own skills, uh, to where I could cook more quickly, first of all, make my wife happy, uh, but also to expand what I, what I know already. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. That's great. I think the whole family will be, baby. I think so. I think so. Well, Jeff, I think I mentioned it to you, but we're starting in probably mid-March. We're going to announce probably in the next week the start date. Uh, we have uh, this huge collection of cooking school lessons online, and we do provide chef support through discussion forums. Uh, but one of the things that we're we're going to be implementing is is um, I, I'm not sure what we're going to even call it yet. It's going to be it's like a learning path, and it's going to be something that will last, there'll be a couple levels, 8 to 16 weeks, where we do integrate live Q&A through Ustream or another technology, and we connect with all the students. Uh, we're currently in over 200 countries right now, mm-hmm. and we're going we're gonna to handhold people through getting started with cooking. We're going to break it down and to get people so they're less overwhelmed with this whole subject and help 
them just get started and help them understand that there's a different way to learn how to cook, and it's not necessarily through recipes. It's the skill and technique approach. So um, I'll keep you posted, and you can keep your listeners posted, but it will probably be in mid-March, and it will be open to any premium member. And it's, you know, compared to any recreational foodie class, uh, certainly professional cooking classes, it's going to be, it's really affordable. And it, uh, we think it's going to be life-changing for some people because it'll uh, get them cooking more, which is a great thing. And that's one of the things I want to see, too. I want to see people back in the kitchen. So, wow, I'm excited about this. I love it, too. I am excited about this. This is Several this people is came thing. to mind when... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who could, who could was learn Jeff how to on cook? the list? No, he wasn't. But there are some people out there. I feel like we're really, really spoiled, you know, here. I don't know. Just from our upbringing, we've been brought up, you know, I, I personally, you know, have been brought up in a kitchen whose who's mama, you know, my mama was cooking all the time. And a lot of my friends really, I don't know where we got it, but we, you know, we we do have a bit of a repertoire. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there you know, who really don't have any sort of clue. Mm -hmm. And um, they just get overwhelmed, you know. So Yeah, and I, we were in a different time. You know, I think a lot of people had a, a parent at home to teach them when they were younger. And certainly when I was younger, both my parents worked. And I didn't really, you know, other than me pursuing a, a cooking path, there would have been no opportunity for me to learn just basic skills that, would help me have fun in the kitchen. And when you have fun in the kitchen, you cook more. And when you cook more, you're healthier and, and you're more connected with your friends and family. So I say that's we, what we hope to do here. Oh, I say we put out the processed food companies, you know, put them out of business. There you go. <laughs> I'm all for that. It'll start right here. Ruby <laughs> and the Catholic booty. That's right. <laughs> well, once again, we're talking with Joe Girard, co-founder of Ruby.com. Uh, you can find him at ruby.com, but now you can also find him over there at catholic.ruby.com. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there is there anything else that uh, that you'd like to say? Maybe a question I forgot to ask? No, I don't think so. I look forward to uh, welcoming any of your listeners over on the site to check it out for the 14-day the, the trial that we set up. And if you have any questions at all regarding Ruby, uh, anybody can click on the Contact Us link at the bottom of any page, and it goes directly to the founders of the company and myself included. And we'll be happy to uh, answer those questions as quickly as we can. Well, fantastic. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks. you so much. I'd like the chef salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of a can, then nothing. Not even the pie? Hmm? No, just the pie, but then not heated. Uh-huh. I'll have what she's having. Well, it was so good talking to Joe. And once again, I encourage you to go over to uh, HTTP. Uh, colon, backslash, backslash, I guess it's backslash, huh? Mm-hmm. I always get forward slash, backslash mixed up. Uh, no, I think it is forward back. slash, back. That's back. That's forward. Anyway, it's whatever it's supposed to be, whatever it's supposed to be. Uh, it's catholic.ruby, R-O-U-X-B-E, catholic.ruby.com. And you can sign up there for a 14-day free trial of uh, of the full getting full access to Ruby, pretty awesome. I think it sounds great. I want to quit my day job and <laughs> learn how to cook. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Cook for a living, that'd be nice. I homeschool my children. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you want to quit, huh? No, I tutor also. Well, we can send the kids to Ruby. <laughs> hey, that'll be homeschooling for the next quarter that'd be great semester that would be awesome <laughs> uh, well you know uh that, that's very <laughs> that exciting. would be nice actually it to be, huh? train three little elementary school aged cooks that would be fun they, they have life skills they would love it. hey there are there you go my, my lesson plans are done <laughs> that's great so maybe we could say hey you know uh, you too if you are out there with uh homeschool children or just school children that may be a good idea. You can 
sign up for a membership there and and use that to teach some life skills that'll help you to eat better. Revolutionize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's I mean, great. I think it's really, really great. I do, too. I think that's fantastic. I can't wait. Can't wait. That's going to be fun. That's right. All right. Uh, well, the other night, we also, uh, we had a good time, didn't we? we? We went to... Baby, we haven't had a night that we haven't had a good time in the last, like, Since the Super least, Bowl. Yeah. Well, well, championship game. Oh, gosh. Yeah, even it's further. It's insane. Huh? It has been pretty crazy around here. You're right. Whew. And in tiring, I mean, we almost like welcome Lent, you know? Almost. Okay, well, we do. We're thrilled. (laughs) But we're going to talk about Lent shortly. Before that, I want to talk about um, someone who is in town or has been in town for the last uh, week or so. Uh, Not not on our side of Lake Pontchartrain, but the South Shore. Uh, And you you probably recognize her name. It is Sarah Reinhard. And uh, we got to go and have dinner with Sarah and her sister-in-law, and that was just the other day. Was it when? Was it? What day was that? Two days ago. Two days. Well, that's Friday. Wait. Thursday. See, all the days run together. Thursday. Thursday. Thursday we went to... Uh, Pretty soon. That's right. It was yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Because we it, it was a meat day. It was a meat day. Right. That's right. Because I brought gumbo. I brought uh, gumbo. We had made a huge pot of gumbo the uh, day or two before that. And gumbo, by the way, is always better the second day. And the third day, <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Uh, so we brought the gumbo over, and we had gumbo, and we made a nice salad. Yes. Right? With uh, olive oil, uh, honey. Wait, well, not honey. I'm sorry. Olive oil, <laughs> uh, lemon, garlic, of course, lots of garlic. And I put uh, Creole mustard in the dressing, and that was the dressing we had with our romaine lettuce. That's right. With and some... If- Cheese, right? Was it? Uh, I think it was Romano. I think so. I think it was Romano cheese. I put it in there. Anyway, very good, very good stuff. But the highlight was not the gumbo. The highlight was meeting Sarah and uh, at least part of her family uh, and get to hang out with them. And boy, we got. I mean, the kids were they, the kids got along great, didn't they? They wanted to spend the night. <laughs> <laughs> and after dinner, they they went over to the other room and they got into what. Was it rock, rock band? band. They, they started playing rock band on Wii, and they were just jamming out to all this, you know, old 80s songs that really kind of bring us back in a scary way somehow. <laughs> and uh, we had a chance just to talk, and it, it was just a, a nice evening. It was. It and it was just so, nice. so nice to meet Sarah. Of course, you, you guys, you know, you probably know Sarah uh, from... Uh, the Catholic Mom, Catholic Moments Podcast, Lisa Hendy's Catholic Moments Podcast. Sarah Reinhardt has uh, the Merry Moments segment there. And uh, she also has a blog, uh, which you can find over at snoringscholar.com. So a very scholastic nap <laughs> where you snore, right? Snoringscholar.com. So anyway, uh, Sarah's fantastic. If you haven't uh, checked out her blog yet, you really, really should. Uh, matter of fact, just yesterday she wrote about me. <laughs> oh gosh! And my wife, and our kids. <laughs> just kind of recapping our visit, and what she had to say was just so nice. So, uh, Sarah, you are awesome. You rock. And uh, by the way, I guess I can say this now since it was announced yesterday on Catholic Weekend, the Catholic Weekend podcast over at sqpn dot com. But Sarah is going to be a presenter at this year's CNMC, which is the Catholic wow. New Media Celebration. That's awesome. Yeah. She's going to be presenting on blogging. Isn't that great? That is. I'm excited. We're going to be there, honey. That's cool. (laughs) So uh, the CNMC this year, by the way, since I brought it up, is going to be on August 7th, and that is a Saturday. uh, the, the, The presentations all go on that one day, that Saturday, but... Uh, every year so far, this is the third year, every year there are events planned for Friday evening, uh, all day Saturday, of course, and Saturday night. And then uh, Sunday, there's usually a mass, which kind of uh, closes out uh, the weekend, the time for all these SQPNers and more, right? Because it's the Catholic New Media Celebration. Everybody in Catholic New Media and those who want to know more about Catholic New Media, I guess, are invited. Everybody's invited. Uh, so it's just it's sponsored by SQPN. So uh, a lot of your SQPN podcasters are there, and uh, also a lot of bloggers. So I'm very excited. This year's going to be great. 
Sounds wonderful. It's in Boston, by the way, so we have to do a bit of traveling. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, the mother house for the daughters of St. Paul is also in Boston, so maybe we can go visit some of our uh, fellow Paulines. That sounds great. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, the only problem is that work thing that you have. Uh, <clears throat> well, well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> We're, there, There is a way to work with that. We will... We will work with that. All right. Well, uh, anything else you wanted to say, honey? I mean, about our time over there with Sarah? Oh, it was just really Did nice. I forget anything? Yeah. Well, cool. When you come to my house and I cook for you. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that might be a problem. What's the problem? I had the best cook in the family, tell you. Oh, I did, didn't I? Twice. Okay, then. <laughs> oh. um, it's just, uh, yeah. Ian is a vegetarian. He doesn't eat meat. He don't eat no meat? No, he doesn't eat meat. What do you mean he don't eat no meat? Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I make lamb. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But speaking about no meat, uh, we're in Lent now. And not that we don't eat meat all of Lent, but you are familiar as a Catholic and a lot of non-Catholics too – with the fact that uh, Catholics don't eat meat on Fridays during Lent. Uh, also, we abstain and fast from meat uh, on uh, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get into Lent, though, I do want to say that uh, Mardi Gras ended up, I think, pretty pretty well. Oh, it was just great. I mean, we had a great time going to all those parades, and I think we talked about that uh, last uh, episode. I think we... I guess we did that on Monday. So yeah, we talked. Did to, we? Yeah, I recorded oh, you were an episode. By yourself. Right, right. Yeah, so I did. We I recorded an episode Monday. We talked. I talked about Bacchus and okay. all the fun that we had with at Toth and Bacchus and with uh, John and Amanda and Big D and all the oh, people yeah. that we spent time with. It was really good. And Valentine's was squeezed in there too. That was the Friday. Before. We did well. It was actually Sunday, but we were busy with Toth, Amanda, and John. Right, right, Bacchus, right. Big D. So we actually did our Valentine's Friday night. On Friday. We had yeah. a little um, unexpected um, children were out and mm-hmm. we, you know, pawned them off. Not really. But anyway, we had a, a, a chance to have dinner together, which was lovely, lovely. It's very nice. We always try to take advantage of those opportunities. Which, you know, are very rare. And we went to Del Porto, which I think we've talked about before. A little north Italian, I believe. No, it's actually Tusk, uh, like Tuscan, Tuscany region. No. Uh, delicious, though. Divine. It's, it's just an exquisite place. First of all, really nice atmosphere. Very we love dark. It. A lot of candles. Um, very dim lighting, but the food is just unbelievable. unbelievable. Something as simple as French fries. And uh, this is a, not a restaurant where you would expect to find French fries. I mean, this is like a very nice. They're potato wedges, honey. I know they don't call them French fries, but they're potato wedges, <laughs> which which should tell you like how, you know, how up there that restaurant is. They don't have French fries; they have potato wedges. Uh, but it's served with not ketchup, but a garlic aioli, which we've talked about before too. I I like to swim in that stuff. It's it is so good. I had and we had something new I'd never had. And speaking, well, I don't even know. This may be not appropriate to speak of. We're in talking Lent. about this in Lent, but it was good. Go ahead and say it. Oh God, it was beef carpaccio. Oh, it was wonderful, and it was so perfect. It was fantastic. But I think we better stop. All right, we're going to stop on that. Uh, but but we can't. We can't stop on that because I wanted to say that uh, you know the, the the last day of Mardi Gras, the last day, right? Mardi Gras day. Um, we went to Bourbon Street. Uh, that's right. Went to Bourbon Street, which is a place you really don't want to be on Mardi Gras Day, or actually any time during the Mardi Gras season. Huh? Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Bourbon Street and uh, the I'm crazy sure stuff that goes on there. Everyone saw footage, I'm sure, when the Saints won those two games, oh, yeah. the championship game and the oh, yeah. Super Bowl. I mean, they show, that's what they do. They pan Bourbon Street, which is not the only street in... <laughs> In the French Quarter. Or in New Orleans. But anyway, it is a a party place. But um, we, you know, there are just times that we just don't go. I mean, we wouldn't typically go there, Mm -mm. but we had a reason. So We had a reason to go uh, on Mardi Gras Day. Uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, have been invited to appear on the Lino Rulli 
or I should say Lino Rulli's The Catholic Guy Show. And uh, so we, we drove down to New Orleans. Uh, we left the kids. Thank God we left the kids with some friends. Uh, it would not have been good to, to, to drag them through uh, Bourbon Street. It was just – it was so awful. But anyway, uh, the, the actual show, The Catholic Guy, was – so much fun. I had so much fun. And I think, Charlie, you had fun too. Oh, we huh? did. It was yes. just a riot. It was really great. I mean, Lino is so funny. It was. It, he was great. And, and of course, uh, Lou and Maureen, they, they, uh, they, they play off each other very well. They do. And We've I just, enjoyed it. <laughs> I just had a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And we brought some gumbo down there for them to try. And that was a very, um, <laughs> it was interesting and fun to watch them uh, try the gumbo. And everybody liked it. Lino seemed kind of hesitant. He doesn't like food, he said. <laughs> no, he, he's he's like the antithesis of Jeff's foodiness. Right. I mean, he's Catholic and all, but he's just not a foodie. No, he's not. Matter of fact, I, I made a comment at one point. I said, you know, everybody likes to talk about food. And his response was, I don't. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but somehow uh, you can forgive him, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. He's a very likable person, he's, even though he doesn't like food. food. I know. I know. He's like from Mars or something, you know? <laughs> Gotta love food. Well, he does like pizza. That's why you like him. Uh, that's right. That's right. He, he loves that's pizza. That's his favorite food. And, and that's, there you hey, go. There that's you go. your connection. You got to love a guy who loves pizza. and pizza. That's right. You got to love a guy who loves pizza, you know? So, anyway, uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if you, I mean, if you do have Sirius Satellite Radio, they were playing reruns of the show. I don't know if they're still doing that or how often they do it, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, if you had a chance to listen to it or you, if you if you do have it and you find out that they're going to run the Mardi Gras Day show again, uh, take a listen. It was, it, I think it's funny. I think it, it was a lot of fun. So I, I even got to play uh, Catholic Password, a, a game there on the show, Catholic Password. And I think it did pretty well. The Catholic password is <laughs> Floor de Lee <laughs> Beads <laughs> uh, Lundigram. It was it was so it was so much fun and midnight. I did so well. I did so well that I won a prize. And this is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. It is a double sided Pope bottle opener. Like a bottle cap opener, you know, like like to take with you when you're going tailgating to open your beer, you know, out at the in the parking lot at the football game or something. We'll say who's on it. Oh yeah, okay. It's got Pope John Paul II on one side and Pope Benedict the Sixteenth on the other. That's right. Isn't that just cool? Jeff is carrying it in his pocket with his rosary. Pocket. Yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a Pope bottle opener. Who wouldn't want to carry one of those around? You know, I mean, that that is just cool. So um, anyway, first time I'd ever seen anything like that, and it was so funny. So that kind of uh, wrapped up Mardi Gras for us. Uh, we saw some things we'd rather not see on Bourbon Street as we left. And uh, we just, you know, trucked it back to our car, and then we got in our own little parade. That's the traffic, by the way. We got in traffic and finally made it home. It was uh, – we're very glad to uh, – to uh, to get home safely, uh, but we were we were very happy to have made the trek down there and back to 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 meet Lino and to be on the show it was a lot of fun. It was all right. Let's talk about Lent, honey. We're now in Lent, so we go we go meatless here on this part of the discussion. So, what are you doing for Lent, hun? You dare ask? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I um a couple things. First, I am in, was inspired by Danielle Bean's uh, 40 Bags in 40 Days, which is on her website, right? Faithandfamily.com. Uh, the podcast, I believe, is faithandfamilylive.com. I'm a, you keep talking. I'm going to look okay. it up. Well, I got the... Um, how did I get hooked with that? But I, anyway, I saw it. Oh, I saw it on Facebook. That's where it started. And... um. Anyway, I just recommend that you go check it out. And I, I posted a comment saying I would be participating, and I had people, um, I, I clicked on the, you know, like inform me when people comment. And so my email, box, my email, my inbox has been completely filled every day with people saying this is great and I'm doing it. Um, but the concept is, um, 
I guess detachment is the main part. The main point of it is detachment. So you, during the course of Lent, you fill 40 bags with, um, you know, it could be from, in my case, it's going to be a lot of clutter, to be honest, paper and magazines and just piles and piles of stuff we have that we can tend to accumulate and you chunk it. Um, or you, you can also, some people, you know, are looking at it more as almsgiving and just, um, you know, purging, um, purging the bookshelves, purging the closets. I could fill, um, a lot more bags and I think it's just the, (laughs) the whole point is the spirit of it, you know, um, there's no like determ bag size that's predetermined for you or anything, but um anyway, that's very cool. I like it. You give me permission to purge. don't don't touch my stuff. I know. See, <laughs> I, I I'll throw my stuff away. Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> uh, you got plenty of stuff you could throw away though. I know. So focus on your stuff. Okay, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, told me, I asked that question, by the way, on Facebook, the Facebook page of the Catholic Foodie or Catholic Foodie Facebook page, and uh, which, by the way, if you go to CatholicFoodie.com in the right-hand corner of the sidebar, you will see a link there to the Catholic Foodie Facebook page, or you can just go to Facebook and search for Catholic Foodie. Uh, you will find it either way, and let me show, let me tell you uh, a little bit, share with you a little bit about what some other people said they were doing during Lent. Jennifer... Uh, says that this year during Lent, I want to restart going to daily Mass and increase my prayer life. Rob is giving up Facebook games. Diane is giving up meat and chicken. Um, and she she says, I hope you have some good fish recipes coming up. So I guess I have to do that. I have to get on the stick and, and uh, put some recipes for, for seafood up on the site. Um Mm-mm-mm-mm. Read Heather's. Oh, Heather, no, I was trying. Okay. <laughs> Heather said that uh, she's given up sugar. And she notes that it has a an unholy hold over her. I, I so made you read that one for a getting, reason. Getting rid of sugar there. Uh, <clears throat> Tina, goodness gracious, Tina's given up wine. Uh, Joanna's given up ca- uh, caffeinated beverages, and she asked for our prayers to do that. Boy, I tell you what, that would hurt. Major headaches if I try to give up uh, caffeinated beverages. And I, Really, the only caffeinated beverage I drink is coffee. I just drink lots of it. Uh, let's see. Lisa said that uh, she likes what Jennifer said. She wants to go to Mass more often and pray with her kids more. Uh, let's see. She also said, wait, let's see. Kate. Kate says that uh, she's going to give up staying up too late so that she can get to the morning Mass. That's good. I like that. Although I do too. I, I have a very hard time <laughs> going to bed early. <laughs> baking sweets. They're going to give up baking sweets and they're going to switch to pretzels, she says. And let's see. Oh, exercise. She's going to resume exercise and eat a small whole grain breakfast each morning, which is great because she does what I do. She <clears> either <throat> skips it or grabs leftovers. <laughs> and uh, usually I just skip it and drink coffee. So I don't know. This is giving me some things to think about because I haven't really picked what I'm going to be doing for Lent this year. Uh, I'm, it's the first Sunday of Lent, and I still haven't made up my mind. But anyway, let's see. Uh, Kathy said that uh, she, hey, here you go. I haven't given up anything either yet, she says. Uh, the last few years, I have been trying to do something better for others. I joined a Mother's Growing in Faith group this year to help me with some spiritual growing I desperately need. So far, it has been just what I hoped for, hoped and prayed for. So that's excellent, Kathy. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, that's, that's I think, everything that uh, they put here on the Facebook page. But you can get, again, it's Facebook.com and just search for The Catholic Foodie uh, or go to the Catholic or CatholicFoodie.com and you'll see a link in the sidebar. Cool. So um, what do you think I should give up, honey? I don't know, babe. I don't want to get in a fight okay, on the air. Okay, I guess air. we shouldn't do that. All right. uh, it's a wrong question to ask. Wrong question. So where but were you? everyone had some great suggestions of things yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm also going to go to Mass or Adoration every day. Wow. So, or make a sacrament. Because yesterday I just went to confession but didn't go to Mass or Adoration. See what she's not saying is that she's doing this because I need so many I need so many prayers. 
That's not, That's not why I'm going. No. But I do hope to be a different, better person by the end of these 40 days. Me too. You're- I hope that you're different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do hope to improve myself. Okay. I'm, I'm having big hopes, though, for myself, I mean. Me too. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I need to figure out what I'm going to be doing this Lent. First I, of all, I can impose it. I can't impose no, something. No, you can't. On you. you can't because that'll just cause frustration. It won't really do any good. Mm. Um, all right, uh, we are going to do something together, though. Right? Yes. What are we going to be doing together for Lent? Well, we bought this book some time ago, and we have, and it's called "The Power of Small Choices" by Hillary Brand, and. The book is based upon two movies, The Shawshank Redemption and Babette's Feast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set up in a way that you read the, I mean, you. I'm sorry, you watch the films in advance. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there's individual reading each week. So there's um, the week, it starts this week. It starts like now, today. And, um, you read the, you know, you read the the passage from the book and then you basically, there's, there's a whole outline of group, um, discussion and prayer meditation, uh, in a group setting and then, um, some follow-up reading on your own for that week, as well as what they call, uh, what she calls small experiments for the week. Cool. Very cool. Do you want to say something more? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to. I mean, first of all, it's the power of small choices, and I think, uh, I mean, I like the book. I like the concept of the book a lot because it's a creative approach to your Lenten journey, as it says at the top of the the, the, the cover. Um, Hillary Brand, did you mention her name? I did. Hillary Brand, uh, the power of small choices. Um, it's it's published by Pauline Books and Media. So once again, you've got the daughters of Saint Paul here uh, putting out some excellent excellent material. Um, there's, I like this book for a number of reasons. First of all, I love fiction. I love stories. And I say this over and over and over again. Uh, what are my favorite cookbooks? The cookbooks that tell a story, not just catalog recipes. I like stories. Uh, so she, she's telling stories here, or she's using stories actually to, to get people to think and to meditate and reflect during Lent on the power of small choices. Uh, matter of fact, the, the, uh, the, in the introduction, she's got a quote here that's attributed to St. Augustine, which says, Small things really are small, but to be faithful in small things is a big thing. So, and I think I've heard somewhere else say uh, a saying that uh, goes something like this, that the small things really are the big things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a big thing is made up of all these little small things that that go on. So if you're going to try to change something big, you don't want to do it by trying to change the big thing directly, I guess. You're trying to change things by working on the small things one one at a time. That's right. And I, I think that's kind of what, uh, what she's trying to do here. Uh, so she takes a, diff- a different uh, approach to Lent, a, a creative approach, as she says, and it's really kind of a challenging time, and it's not just for individual reflection or just individual, you know, it's not just me reading a book by myself and talking to God about it, and that's it. Uh, I get to do that and uh, talk to someone else and to um, discuss it. So that that's the way the book is kind of set up that way. So we are not only listening and reflecting and uh, learning, but we're also sharing and learning from each other as well. Uh, Char and I are doing this together. We've we've talked in the past, last couple of years, about doing this. Still, still haven't done it, but we are going to do it this Lent. We're doing it right now. And what we thought we'd do is kind of kick this off today and make this a community effort. Uh, if you have seen the two movies, Shawshank Redemption and Babette's Feast, uh, then you can join in on the discussion with us. And you can do that uh, either by calling the uh, listener feedback line, which is 985 985- Six three five four nine seven four, or emailing me over at catholicfoodie at gmail dot com, or you can go to the Catholic Foodie website, uh, catholicfoodie dot com, and leave a comment there, uh, or go to the Facebook page. I think what I'm going to do 
is post every week some uh, questions for reflection from this book on the Facebook page, Catholic Foodie Facebook page. So you can go there, read the reflections, uh, think about it, either post a comment there on that page or give me a call. I mean, voice feedback is always the best. We get to play it on the show, 985-635-4974. So uh, first thing to do, as Char mentioned, is to watch those two movies, Shawshank Redemption, which is is you know you're talking about uh the 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 uh the, the scene or not the scene the environment where this is taking place is in a prison so you have things that happen in this movie that would pertain to prisons you've got some colorful language and you also have some violence in there but if you can get beyond that it is a story of redemption uh that probably equals any other that I've ever seen or read about i mean of course you got the gospels right but uh, it's a powerful story of redemption. So, uh, excellent movie. And then Babette's Feast, of course, is a foreign film. Uh, try to get the the um, the edition that is subtitled and not dubbed. Dubbed, right? The the subtitled one is is the is the better of the two versions. And uh, watch those, and then join us. Join in the conversation. I'd love to hear what you have to say, and maybe we can help each other along during this 40-day journey of Lent. I don't really drink, you know. Of course you don't. I wouldn't either if I was drinking that. But you would have to be an idiot of elephantine proportions not to appreciate this 61 Chateau de la Tour. And you, Monsieur Linguini, are no idiot. <laughs> Let us toast your non-idiocy. You don't like that one? What is it? Ratatouille. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I just didn't know where it was from. I was just asking you. We to- we had some really nice wine. Well, speaking of, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> speaking of uh, toasting your non idiocy, <laughs> and 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 also that uh, Chateau Le Tour, right? Uh, we actually spent uh, some time just the other day, Friday, at your mom and dad's. I know, and uh, they are no idiots when it comes to wine, for That's sure. For I mean, sure. they they got they know their wine. That's awesome. Uh, and and also we got to toast with some of that wine because it was my dad's seventy sixth birthday. Yeah, so it was wonderful. We, we had, had a, some really nice wine, huh? That's right. And it was a Friday in Lent, right? But it was a celebration. But it was a big celebration, big birthday, and uh, we had seafood. Uh, we definitely had seafood. We had crawfish étouffée. We had uh, oyster Rockefeller. Uh, we had uh, New Orleans style. Barbecue shrimp. That's right. Which that was just all out of this world. Delicious. It was incredible. So love that. We also had a lot of really good wine. Yeah. <laughs> what was that big, big bottle? Uh Souvain, I believe, was the label. I'd have to look it up. I took pictures of all the bottles though. Oh good. Yeah. And it's funny because uh whenever we're over, um her dad Char's dad a, a while back, months ago, had me catalog his uh wine cellar. And I counted all the bottles and what the labels were. And I mean, some of these wines are, I mean, they go back quite a ways, you know, the 50s and all that, 1950, 1964, 19, whatever. Uh, they're pretty old bottles, and he's got lots of them. And he would have me, he had me catalog them. And every once in a while, he'll, when I'm over there, he'll say, hey, uh, Jeff, can you find out how much this bottle's worth? And he'll give me the label, and I'll go look it up. I Google it, right? It's hard to do. I Google it. And come up with uh, with prices of how much these things are worth. So yesterday or Friday, he asked me to look up a couple of different ones, and one of them was like five hundred dollars, and you know, one I think was like three hundred dollars. And I'm going, golly, I'm holding like eight hundred dollars <laughs> in my hand. It's just two bottles of wine, you know. Pretty cool. It's cool. Pretty cool. Now we've had some expensive. I have had some of the expensive wines he's opened in the past. The old ones, you know. And a lot, some of those are so old, you have to cut them. Mm. You have to add it to like a newer, a newer wine. Yeah, they would cut it with a newer wine. Yeah, really. Yeah, because it's so full of sediment, or maybe it was going starting to go turn. Yeah, so they want to drink it, so they would they would cut it with a newer bottle. 
That's a shame. So yeah, yeah. Don't want that to happen. Don't want your your very expensive uh, wine collection to go bad. No. Which is why the wine cellar is climate controlled. They go to great lengths keeping it. So. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to just make that comment about the wine and about the uh, the birthday. And... Was that really why you played that bumper, or did I just yeah. interrupt? No, I, I was just oh, thinking okay. about that. I wanted to mention the fact that we had this, some really nice wine. We had a great time with your family and. It was just a lot of fun. It was a best, the best reason to celebrate, you know? Yeah. And it was, you know, yet another night where we had lots of fun. It was. <laughs> it got home very late, though. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm-hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Well, it's time to wrap things up today, uh, folks. Uh, I want to say thank you. First of all, I've had a, a number of uh, a number of people who have listened to uh, or were able to listen to the uh, the Catholic guy with my appearance last uh, on on Mardi Gras Day uh, have friended me on Facebook and have also joined the uh, the fan page there, the Catholic Foodie page on Facebook too. And I'm very excited about that. I'm always uh, happy to meet new people and happy to meet people who. Uh, who are good uh, Catholics, who are interested in their faith, and also who like food. So very happy about that. If you have not yet friended me on Facebook or joined the Catholic Foodie Facebook uh, page, please head over to Facebook.com and feel free to do so. Also, I want to say that uh, just to remember to to contact us if you want to take part in this discussion of these two movies, this, uh, this Lent, Shawshank Redemption and Babette's Feast, and once again, the, the the number, the feedback number is 985-635-4974, uh, or you can email me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. And remember, the book that we're using is The Power of Small Choices by Hillary, Hillary Brand. The Power of Small Choices by Hillary Brand. Uh, you can pick that up at uh, the Daughters of St. Paul's if they have a, a Pauline Book Center near you. Uh, it's also available on Amazon.com. And by the way, if you're going to go to Amazon and pick that up, uh, click on the link on CatholicFoodie.com. If you click on that link, it doesn't you don't pay any extra to get the book, but it does benefit us at CatholicFoodie.com. So please consider doing that. And um, I just want to remind you, August 7th, really it would be 6th, 7th, and 8th, but August 7th, uh, the CNMC, the Catholic New Media Celebration in Boston, you can head over to sqpn.com to uh, to hear or to, to learn more about that this year, uh, this year's program. Very exciting. I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to go. It's going to be uh, it's going to be great, and I get to bring my wife. Uh, hopefully, we're trying to work yes. all this out now, but hopefully, Char and I we both will be going to the CNMC in Boston this year. And uh, so, once again, that number nine eight five six three five four nine seven four. And we're going to close out with this promo, special promo, uh, done by two special people. And uh, you may have heard of these folks. I don't know if you have or not. But if you haven't, you need to go and check out catholicinasmalltown.com. Catholic in a Small Town promo. Take one. You know why people should listen to our show? (laughs) Why is that, Mac? Because we don't ever threaten to punch them in the crotch. Catholic in a Small Town promo. Take two. Uh, Monkey ate my banana. (laughs) What'd you want? <laughs> Catholic in a small town promo, take three. Catherine, you know why people should listen to our show? Well, why should people listen to our show? Because we've never eaten a baby on the air. It's disgusting. Catholic in a small town promo, take four. Catholic in a small town, it's like a circus except without any scary hobo clowns. Except for Catherine. <laughs> Catholic in a small town promo, take five. Hey, Matt, do you know what people are saying about Catholic in a small town? I don't. We're edgier than the other SQPN shows. <laughs> Catholic, but in an edgy way, like a really sharp <laughs> altar. We're a family podcast with an edge. <laughs> like, come on in, kids, listen to this five minutes. But now you have to leave. <laughs> Catholic in a small town promo, take six. Catholic in a small town. It's like the smell of incense, except if you've eaten cabbage first. Catholic in a small town promo, take seven. You know what's a better show than ours? What's that, man? Catholic family. It is a better show than ours. Why? People should listen to them. Shoot. Catholic in a small town, it's kind of like the Matrix. 
No one can tell you exactly what it is. You just have to take your medicine. Lame. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you can go over. You can find Mac and Catherine also over at sqpn.com. Uh, if you've never heard them, you really should because they are, as you can tell, quite funny. Oh, my gosh. So that's it for us, folks. This is a wrap. And until next time, bon, bon appétit. appétit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.